and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek by Kim Michelle Richardson, which is a historical fiction set in 1930s rural Appalachia, Kentucky. It follows our main character, Cussie Mary, who is also called Book Woman, who is also called Bluette, because her and her dad are the last of the blues, i.e. people with blue skin. I know what you're thinking. People don't have blue skin. No, they actually can. It's a very rare, I think, blood disorder. Is it a blood disorder? Let me see. Basically, their blood doesn't have as much oxygen, so it like is running a different color through their veins, basically, and it makes their skin turn blue. And it is called, let me look at the back of the book so I can get this right. I'm going to pronounce it wrong for sure. It's called congenital methemoglobinemia. Methemoglobinemia. Yeah. And basically it says it's due to an enzyme deficiency leading to higher than normal levels of methemoglobin in the blood, which uh, reduces oxygen capacity, making the blood a chocolate brown color instead of red, causing the skin to appear blue instead of white. And so this was a thing that there was like a group, like this family group in Kentucky that a lot of them did have blue skin. So it's basically very, very rare. And today I don't really think anybody has it, but this is a true thing. And then it's, she's also during the 1930s. So this is the Great Depression. You know, people are poor. We have FDR has all these different programs. And one of them was, I think the WPA, if I remember, and part of it was having these Uh, They would pay women mostly, but there's also men, these librarians, and they were pack horse librarians to get on horses or donkeys or mules or whatever, and they would go around to the people in rural Appalachia, rural Kentucky specifically is where this is going on, and deliver books to people. And so Cussie Mary, our main character, that is her job. And so the book just kind of follows her life. There's no real plot, which is something I'll talk about later on. And that's just kind of what this book is about. So that was a lot of background, but I feel like you just need to know all of that going in before I start the plot summary. And then also before I start the plot summary, I just want to give a trigger warning. There is a case of sexual assault at the very beginning of the book, although it's not very detailed, but you know what's going on. There's also um, intense violence and um, racism and prejudice kind of going on throughout this book, specifically against Cussie Mary. But, um, so yeah, that's just your trigger warning. There's some like mob violence near the end of the book. And so, yeah, that just be aware if these things are triggering for you that maybe this is not a book for you to read, but without further ado, oh wait, one last thing. If you don't want the book woman of Troublesome Creek to be spoiled for you, stop here and then, um, go read the book. I think if you like historical fiction and you're curious about like the the blues is what they call them in this book or people who have this blood disorder or just like the pack horse librarians or like life during the Great Depression in rural Kentucky, then I would recommend this for you. If you don't like historical fiction, I would not recommend this book for you. This is not a book to get you into historical fiction, I think. But it was very informative and it kind of feels that there's like books that you love, books that you hate, and then books that were kind of hard to read, but they provided you with something important and therefore they're good. And this falls into that third category. 
So yeah, now I'm finally going to get into the plot summary. I think it might be a bit shorter because I finished this book over a week ago. I've low-key forgot a lot of the characters' names, and like I said, it's not very plot-driven per se, so I'm thinking this will be shorter, but let's find out. So let's get into it. The book opens up and you've got Cussie Mary and her pa. So her mom has died, um, I don't know, some years in the past, and she is of age to be married, I will say. I'm not, I can't remember exactly how old she is. And they have this thing called the courting candle, which is actually a true story or true thing. So you could raise however much of the candle so it would burn down to like however much, right? And that was how long the quarter could stay and talk to the person. So her dad is trying to find her a husband and she doesn't want to get married because if she gets married, then she can't be a librarian anymore. And she loves 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 her job. She feels like she's doing something important. And it's one of the only times that people enjoy seeing her basically because a lot of people don't like her because they see the blue skin and she's othered. And what also is interesting is that she is seen as colored. I'm going to use the terminology of the 1930s in that and that she is othered alongside black people and she's not allowed really into white spaces. They do not see her as white, so she's not allowed into any of them. She does, her dad ends up marrying her off to this guy whose last name is Frazier. Um, I can't remember exactly what his job in the town is, but he's got a lot of kinfolk around, and he is old and then also disgusting and horrible, and within the first two chapters, she's married him and he's died. He dies after he rapes her, And then he dies and the dad and the sheriff or someone show up and they bring her back and her arm has been broken by him and like she's been violated and all these different things. So it takes her some months to recover and then the story picks up and she is now allowed to be a librarian again because she is a widow. So one thing she hates is when people call her Widow Frazier because he was a disgusting man. So she now, the next part of the story is, okay, we see her as she's starting her route again. And there's this new guy who's on her route and his name is Jackson. And you know, he's got his land and he's educated and he was out West, like building a train or something. I don't know. Now he's back in Kentucky and he's a nice man. So we all know where this is going to go. Although this book was recommended to me by my aunt, which I'll talk about later when it was given to me by my grandma. So like, blah, blah, blah. We'll explain all that later. And I was talking to my aunt about it and she was like, I did not realize they were going to have a relationship, which is a spoiler, but this whole thing's a spoiler. And I was like, how did you not? It was so obvious when he was nice. And I was just like, I know there's going to be a relationship that happens. Anyways, so you meet him, you meet um, this other couple whose names escape me and they're super, super poor. And the husband was shot in the foot for trying to steal a chicken. And so he's kind of dying, but the wife is pregnant and the wife is her friend and whatever. And, um, So you keep going and you find out that she's being stalked by the pastor who is her like husband's like cousin or something like that. And we're pretty sure he's going to try and rape and kill her, which he totally says he's going to do. So it's really disgusting. And so I thought the entire plot of this book was going to be her trying to avoid him and him trying to get to her. Well, he ends up within, I don't know, within like 70 pages coming to her house and dying. Like somebody her mule kills him, I think, or maybe the dad, somebody kills him. And then the dad buries him and they get, um, the doctor 
to agree to, oh, you know what happens? The mule hits him. She runs to get the doctor. The dad poisons him with some poisonous root or something and he dies. And the doctor agrees to cover up what happened to him if they if she allows him to do some testing on her because he's been so curious about why they have blue skin. So now she's got to go to the city, i.e. I'm pretty sure she goes to Lexington. And there was also some, this could have been another trigger warning. There was some, um, they took samples from her without her real consent. So that was um, kind of disturbing to read about for sure. And so then they're doing testing on her. So then I think, oh, the next plot is going to be them like doing this testing. Well, that's done within, I don't know, 50 to 70 pages again. And they find out like what this disease is and like what's going on. And they create this tablet that she can take and so that she can be white. So she takes it and she appears white. So she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to do this. Her dad's like, no, I'm not going to take these. And she's like, no, I'm going to like, I can finally like be part of society. And there's this big 4th of July, like pie bake where you can find husbands. If you have the delicious, most delicious pie, some man will propose to you. (laughs) And so she um, is doing that, but it makes her so sick and the people still don't accept her for who she is. Like there's, they're like, no, you're still a blue. Like we don't like you. You can't be here. And so that she, and then it makes her really, really sick. And so her dad's basically like, you can't take this anymore. And she's realized it's not going to help her fit in better. So she decides she's not going to take it anymore either. Then you see her like, what's going on is also you see these intense descriptions of poverty because you see her going to all her different like book clients and dropping off books. And there's this one child because she, on Monday, she goes to the school and they're all starving and she's trying to give them the food the doctor's been giving to her because she agreed to do the testing and they're dying and they're starving and like everybody is and all this different stuff and then um the next plot is that I feel like I might be missing one but then what happens is she goes to her friend's house the one who's pregnant and the husband's dying and she's had her baby and it turns out the baby is a blue also. The baby also has blue skin because they both, the both of them have the recessive gene and so they gave it to the child. And you find out that the father, his like foot was blue. This was like kind of hinted at earlier and there was this weird prologue of like this part of the book where he's dead and he's hanging in the tree and you think that somebody's lynched him for being blue but it turns out he's killed himself instead of rather have a a blue child. It was really, really odd. And then the wife has, is basically dying from childbirth. Like it was like difficult complications and she's dying and she begs Cussie Mary to take the baby, which she agrees to do because she's a good person. So she brings the baby back with her to her dad and her dad's like, oh my God, you can't keep this baby. And she's like, we have to, it's kin. Like she's now the last of the blues and I'm not. So basically, she now becomes a mother and nobody is like really questioning where this baby came from because it's theoretically possible that she could have been pregnant from her husband, but she wasn't. And so now she's just got a baby and everybody's like, what the heck? And then her dad's like, I found you a new husband. And also background is that the dad has been sick a lot. Like he's a miner. Oh, that was another thing I thought was so interesting was the mining subplot of like unionizing and things like that and just like how all the miners were dying from the bad conditions and like 
the mining lung or whatever. So her dad is pretty sure he's going to die soon. So he's like, I need to find you a husband. And she's like, no, no, no. I never like never, never, never. Then we find out Jackson's the husband. And she's like, actually, I'm in love with you. And he's like, me too. And so then they're like, let's get married. And you're like, wow, it's the end of the book. It's going to be happy. But then, you know, they get married. Well, actually, first then her dad dies. Bef- like before she can get married, he passes away from um, a cave-in or something like that in the mine. So he dies from his job. And then they get married and you're like, okay, it's going to be happy. But then they come out and an entire mob has shown up because there's these other librarians she works with that hate her. And so they've gone to the sheriff and there's now this new law. What is it called? Misgenation, miscegenation laws. Let me look it up. Anti-miscegenation miss anti-miscegenation laws which basically meant you couldn't marry somebody who wasn't the same race as you so basically what this meant is that they were like you're jackson by marrying cussie mary who they call bluette they're like you uh, have done something against the law you need to not be married and he's like no i'm taking my wife and my daughter home and we're gonna be together they're like no and then they literally beat him and break his leg and then take him to jail and then the chapter ends and then it's the epilogue and you're like what basically it ends with her being like i knew this was too good to be true and then the epilogues four years later she's writing a letter to her friend so there was one other there was one black woman who was also a librarian and she ends up getting a job in i think philadelphia and moving halfway through the book they're still French, so she's writing a letter to her about what's happened. And basically, Jackson's been let out of jail, but he can no longer be in Kentucky. So the two of them, or the, they're going to move to Ohio, I guess. And he's been sneaking across the border to see them. But then going back into Tennessee, like, in the morning or something. I don't know. And it kind of just ends with that and being like, yeah. So that was the plot of the book. This was a very short plot summary, like I said, less than 10 minutes, I think. And honestly, that's how, like I said, like, let's just start with this. This was a character-driven story. Like I said, there was no real plot, which you might have been able to discover from this plot summary, that every single time I thought I figured out the plot, it's going to be about the fact that this man's trying to kill her. It's going to be about trying to solve, like, why she has blue skin. It's going to be, like, and then after that, I was, like, I don't know what this book is about. Like, it was just, it's going to be about her, like, just being a librarian. Like, whatever. And every time I thought I figured it out, it was like, okay, we resolve that plot point and we move on. I was like, what is happening? And it wasn't that I didn't know like what was going on. It was that I just didn't know where the story was going. And it wasn't necessarily in a bad way, but it was by halfway through, I was like, this is a character driven story. This story was about Cussie Mary and kind of like, just like about her life, but not in a way that there was a arc. Because you know, normally when you read a book, there's like a plot arc there's some sort of big problem or a quest or something like that. And the book kind of follows that arc. This was not like that. It was like lots of mini character arcs, almost as if it was like, you know, a TV show, like lots of different little episodes, right? Inside of it. And that, but what was really going on is throughout it is you're seeing kind of her personal growth as she like, but also just kind of all of the different issues that she was dealing with and the prejudice she was combating and all this different stuff. This was, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of a tough book to read because it was really sad. It was really hard to read about how poor all of these people were, that they were like eating 
like random stuff they could find outside because they just don't have any money to get food and that like the one child who was like one of the school kids he has like his last like few siblings has died and then he dies during the book and you have to like be there as she's like reading this story about Peter Pan and it was like so sad and then he dies and then she leaves and she's like I gave her I gave his siblings maybe three more months to live because they were all in the midst of like fam famine that doesn't make sense like starvation and it was really really hard to read about like how tough it was what else was really hard to read about is just like how horribly she was treated because she had blue skin and I thought one thing that was also super interesting is I had never heard of the blue-skinned people of Kentucky before and so this was like a point I'm going to get into later just like how interesting like it was to learn about these different things but like she was treated horribly so so horribly and it was really really hard to read especially like at the beginning and then you have like the disgusting pastor man who was like spewing this hate and evil at her and was saying he was gonna like cleanse her soul and like put his white sperm inside of him and like make her white it was like really gross like oh like oh and then at the end you think she's gonna get a happy ending but they beat Jackson and put him in jail that was upsetting that was upsetting I'm not gonna lie about it and so like it was definitely kind of a hard book to read because of just like the intense poverty the intense prejudice racism like in like violence that she had to face but it was informative in a weird way so like I'm gonna swap over to that then it's like I didn't had never heard of the pack horse librarians I have never heard of like people having blue skin before unless I thought we were talking about aliens or like some make-believe like peoples you know like from Star Trek or something I don't know and um I just didn't know like obviously I've learned about the Great Depression but just the when you learn about the Great Depression like you're learning facts like things like that like 30% of people were unemployed like people were hungry whatever but then like when you read this you're seeing like humanized version of it I don't know if that makes sense but like you're seeing truly what it would have looked like and what it did look like instead of just reading those like cold hard facts so it was like very interesting for those reasons and what was also interesting is that this was a make-believe story like there is no cussing Mary like none of the um I think the last name of like the true blue skin people of Kentucky's is Fugate maybe Fugate I don't know how you would say that none of them were like a pack horse librarian but both of these things were happening at the same time and like at the back of the book um Richardson has a author's note kind of talking about like all the research she did and like a historical note basically saying like what is true and whatever and then she's also got a bunch of pictures in the back from her research of the librarians and of the Fugate family Fugate family sorry I didn't look up how to say their last name and so it's just super super interesting and like to be able to see all of that was also interesting I thought so like just the amount of historical research that went into it was kind of insane like I can't imagine how much research she must have done and like all of that there's also some maps although they were kind of hard to read and I wasn't sure what they were saying so that was all super interesting and just like I learned so much by reading this book I learned about like 
And I think what's also like what the author says, like in her like author's note at the end is that like she just found all these things interesting. And this is like a part of history that nobody knows about. I think that's what's most interesting about it. It's because like this is a program like the Pack Horse Librarians is a program I've never heard of. And they were doing incredible work in increasing literacy and bringing education to like very remote parts of Kentucky, especially during the Great Depression, like like bringing hope and joy when there wasn't really any. I've never heard of like people having blue skin, like I've said like 10 hundred times. And so learning about that and then also just seeing what those hardships they would have faced were like and like all that, that's eye-opening as well. And then again, this intense level of poverty, which was very, very difficult to read about, but also it just gives you this idea and this perspective. And I don't know. So like I said, kind of hard to read about, but super informative. It really does fit that level of or type of book where it's like, this is not by any means my favorite book I read, or I think like a great, fabulous book or anything like that. But I think it was an important book and I'm glad I read it because of what I learned and like what it did for me, if that makes sense. It kind of falls into the same place that I felt The Vanishing Half or um, Little Flowers Everywhere falls into, except that I liked this book more than those two in a different way. So yeah, let's see. What else? This is just like a little short bit right here, but there was a weird amount of use of the word nodding and it was like not used in a sense of like making a knot, like tying something into a knot or like doing some sort of um, needlework or knitting or anything like that. It just was used in a weird context like multiple times throughout the book in a way that it stood out to me. And you guys know that sometimes words and phrases stand out to me like um, unkind. We all know I don't like the word unkind. No, not unkind, not unkind. Okay, let me say that again. I don't like the use of the word of the phrase not unkind or not unkindly because it just is a double negative. And why can't we just say this person said it kindly instead of not unkindly? That bothers me. That was in, that was in, I think, the cowboy, what was that book called? Outlawed. It was in the Outlawed episode, I think. And then also ending sentences with no question mark. I don't like that either. So we all know that I can be kind of particular about weird words and like see them sticking out, whatever. Um, let's also talk about, interestingly, I decided to wait until not immediately after I finished the plot summary to talk about the use of the word, wait, bro, me reading the wrong thing, but the ending. So here I am going along this book. It's so sad, but we're finally seeing some hope. And then her husband is imprisoned. Bro, that was upsetting. And then I, then the book just, I thought was going to end. And I was like, okay, so it just ends. I just read this whole thing and I thought it was going to end maybe kind of hopefully and not. But then you have this epilogue and it's kind of an ambiguous ending, I think, in that you don't really know what she's been doing for four years, except for the fact that her husband's in, been in jail and she's been raising the baby who the mom named Honey, which I think is an interesting name for a child, but that's besides the point irrelevant. Actually, you know what? No, this reminds me of Married at First Sight Australia season six, this lady named Susie, who's actually awful to her husband on that show 
She has a three-year-old child who she named Baby. Could you imagine if your name was Baby and that's what people called you? Like, it's okay when you're like three or four, but like now you're 13 years old and everybody's like, hey, Baby. Like, I just can't imagine the sort of teasing and like taunting this child is going to go through in her life because her name is Baby. And I feel like Honey's slightly better than Baby, but it's still still not a good name. At least Honey was alive in like the 1930s instead of like, you know, the present day, because maybe that was a less weird name to have in the 1930s, especially considering the main character's name is Cussie Mary. And she's named Cussie specifically not because of like cussing, like swearing, but because her family is from the Cussie region or the town of Cussie or something in France. And so her like great grandfather, great great or however many greats, came from France and he had this like blue skin gene and whoever he married had it too so like half their children had blue skin basically in real life that's what happened and in the book as well so I just think that's a weird name but why is it oh the ending so the ending is kind of ambiguous in that like they haven't really left and he's sneaking over the border to see her and they're going to move to Ohio, but like, when are they going to move? I don't know. It's a little unclear. So it's kind of like a little bit of an open ending. And I didn't mind it. I was glad that it didn't just end with him being in jail and then like her life sucking. And I feel like it was a good proper ending for this book in that it wasn't unrealistically just happy. Her life is great and happy now, like, because that's just not true. That's really not how any of that went down back in the day or even today things like that don't really happen depending on who you are and what sort of life you have so like I appreciated that and it was just kind of an ambiguous open ending in which I as the reader could decide like what I thought maybe happened in between and what I think might happen in the future I do think I I like to believe that if this was real that they live happily ever after that they moved to Ohio and there's obviously still prejudice and racism in Ohio however Maybe they're they're allowed to live together and that would be a plus, a blessing. I'm going to talk about one last thing before I exit off for the day. Well, I guess two things. No, three things. Okay. Well, one, two of them are put together. Like I said, this was a book recommended to me by my aunt. She read this at her book club and then my grandma gave me her copy of the book. Shout out to my aunt Lynn and my grandma for this book and this recommendation. Thank you very much. And then... um. The last thing I want to talk about is her pa, as he, as she calls him, or her dad. And he was a miner, and like I said in the plot summary, I thought the mining was one of the most interesting parts of the book. I, um, when I was in college, I took a bureaucracy class, which I know sounds so boring, but was one of my favorites. It was super interesting. And one of the things we studied one day, we did like a case study on mining and the unions and like the, we specifically learned looking at like I think like the mining board or the labor board or something like that so fascinating mining I find to be so fascinating like just how poorly they were treated that they were kind of just used like especially her dad because he has blue skin was used as like a guinea pig like you get the worst jobs and hopefully you don't die but if you do then we won't like none of us whites will die is basically kind of what was going on there and just like also like this idea of like striking and being part of a union and how dangerous it was. I just found that part of the book so interesting. I really enjoyed it. And then her dad was a very interesting character and that he kept like 
making her do things that he thought was best, but they never were. So, like, he made her get married, and that was a mistake. And I think this man regretted it to the last of his dying breaths. And, like, he also, like, I just thought their relationship was very interesting because they clearly cared for each other a lot, but, like, the dad just, like, made a lot of mistakes and, like, he thought that making her get married would be best. It clearly was not. And then, like, he, because of the fact that they kill the pastor, she has to, like, undergo these trials and, like, she obviously doesn't want to do that, but for some reason they're going to bring her instead of the dad. I don't know. That was kind of unclear to me. Maybe because she was younger and, like, had the time to do it because he was always mining. I don't know. But you do know that the dad had some growth because Jackson had to ask the dad, like, five or six times for permission to court and marry Cussie Mary. So, I just found the dad to be a very interesting character. So, with that, I'm going to leave it because I promised to do a shorter episode and because I am actually recording the next episode right after this because last weekend was Mother's Day and I didn't have a chance to record. So that was also why this was probably shorter because it's less fresh in my mind. So let's do a uh, my outro and then I'll tell you what book I'll be doing for next week. So if you have opinions on this book, other books in general, this episode, whatever, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. And while you're there, you should follow me. Um, I haven't been posting a lot, but I'm going to try and do better. But even if I don't, I have some pretty cool posts every once in a while. So go fi- go check it out. And also let me know if you liked my past episode with um, me talking about bad writing tropes. I thought it was fun to make and I'm interested if you guys liked listening to it. And if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. You can also send me an email at iwriteabookonceblog at gmail.com or go check out my website that I never update, iwriteabookonceblog.com, www.iwriteabookonceblog.com. And um, so next week, I'm going to be talking about The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, which was my May book of the month pick, and it was so good. I would recommend this book so much. I'm so excited to talk about it and you guys have to listen to that episode because it's going to be super good. Totally would recommend it, guys. One of the best books I've read this year. Spoilers for next episode that I'm just going to be loving on it so hard. So this was I've read a book once. My name's Emma and I'll catch you guys next time.